It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Washington football team, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Once you're finished with today's episode of the Locked On Washington football team podcast, please make sure you check out the Peacock and Williamson podcast. NFL analyst Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson host Locked On's Peacock and Williamson every Monday through Friday, giving you the national perspective on all the NFL latest news and moves around the league. Get your picks, previews, and much more every weekday with the Peacock and Williamson podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Washington Football with the Locked On Washington Football Team podcast and your host, David Harrison and Chris Russell. Welcome to all of our listeners, new listeners, returning listeners. We appreciate you all. If you haven't already, please follow or subscribe to the show. Leave a rating, leave a review. It helps other fans of the team find the show like you did when you can't when we when we are not here <laughs> you can find chris yeah. over the team 983 to 7 p.m eastern time monday through friday and on the odyssey app you can also find him covering your washington football team and writing for si.com on twitter at russellmania 621 find me on twitter at d harrison 82 find the show at locked wft pod chris i think that's two episodes in a row that i flubbed the intro uh which i wrote myself so i don't so it doesn't make sense that i flub it but we'll try to do better next time uh, speaking of trying to get better and do it's better. It's okay. It's okay, David. We're, <laughs> you know, we, one thing, one thing we should point out to everybody that listens to us, we ain't perfect. You know? Absolutely. I, I'm the furthest thing from. So, and speaking of works in progress, trying to get perfect, the Washington football team mandatory minicamp has officially launched. You were there on site and you have some reactions and takes from what you saw out there on the football field. Yeah, I mean, so the, the 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 biggest story is as expected. Chase Young finally showed up for on-field work. Now he said, and Ron had alluded to this last week that he had been popping in and out of the building during Phase One and Phase Two, but we hadn't seen him for the non uh, for the voluntary OTA sessions that we got to see for a couple of weeks in a row. So this was. The first time we've gotten to see uh, Chase Young and talk to him. I mean, I thought he looked fine. I didn't think he looked any like, oh, my gosh, look, look at how much bigger he is or how faster he is or how much more of a freak he is. I mean, it was one practice. Hopefully we'll be able to find out a little bit more to see kind of like him do something really cool over the next couple of days as Washington ends its offseason program. But I thought what was interesting uh, was what he said afterwards. He talked about, uh, you know, David, how last year going into week one, he was his his uh, hip was not right. Um, He said it was pretty messed up. And yet he still had a sack and, uh, you know, a couple of tackles for loss uh, in that game against Carson Wentz in Philadelphia. But he said it led to the week three injury in Cleveland, which was a groin injury suffered in the early part of the second quarter. 
Uh, and then he missed the next game against Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens. So it's interesting. You know, obviously it took him a while to come on. Second half of the year was much stronger than the first half of the year. And, and that makes sense, right? He's saying hey, my hip was pretty messed up. He also then talked about whether or not this defense could be dominant. So we're going to play that for you here. And then we're going to get David's reaction to that. Hey, Chase, um, I know it's early, but do you feel like this defense can be dominant this year or do you not look at it in that perspective and say, you, know, you got to take another step before or, or play a couple of games before we can start talking about what it can be? Um, I feel like you can, you, you got to have a vision, you know, you got to have uh, something that you wanted to look like. You got to be working towards something. Um, I call it, you know, it's called manifestation. So, I mean, I feel like uh, if you look on paper, we can be the, you know, the top defense in the league. Now we just got to do it. We got to put on the field. And uh, that's just every day working and just holding each other accountable. All right. So that is Chase Young. Uh, and I, I, you might recognize that voice uh, there, that uh, the, the dummy that asked the question. Uh, the dummy is me. Uh, yeah. Um, so, David, you said you liked the answer that he gave to that question. Honestly, I didn't know how he was going to answer that. I, I usually don't like players that talk a lot of trash and do a lot of hype before you actually deliver. Uh, and I, I thought this defense was a good defense at times, a great defense last year, but it was very limited times. Uh, and I think they will take a step forward this year. I just don't know if they're going to be dominant or if they're just going to be very good. How do you read how chase answered that? And I guess the fallout and how you believe. I mean, I like the way that he answered it because I think he's he's right in one thing, and that is that you have to have something you're working towards. And, you know, from a, from a, a holistic team standpoint, obviously that's a Super Bowl, right? Every team comes in to training camp, mini camp, saying, how do we get from where we were before the last time we met to the championship? That's ultimately what the team goal is. That's why you go out there to quote the great Herm Edwards, you play to win the game, right? So for Chase Young, coming out there and saying, you know, I believe we can be – you know, one of the best defense or the best defense in the National Football League. I don't have a problem with saying that because he's he's saying that from the aspect of that's our goal, not necessarily coming in and saying, you know, nobody can play against us. Dak Prescott and Ezekiel, they're not going to be able to do anything against us this year. Like, he's not so much taking, like, the wrestler mode, like, you know, the hype video mode, but more just kind of taking that as saying, this, this is where our site is set, and we need to maintain focus on that site in order to get there because if you come in, I mean, honestly, if you come into it saying, well, we just want to be a good defense, well – then your ceiling is going to be good. But if you come in saying we want to be, you know, it's kind of the shoot for the shoot for the moon and aim for the stars or, or whatever the saying is that I'm butchering right mm -hmm. now. Um, if you come in trying to be the number one defense in the NFL, even if you don't reach it, hopefully it helps you meet your, your fullest potential. And if you end up the fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth ranked defense in the National Football League, no, it's not the best in the NFL, but it's good. It's going to be good enough to help your team be in position to win and potentially make the postseason, which is, you know, exactly what they want to be doing. I think as we move through the season and obviously we'll have plenty of opportunities to talk about stuff like this. The thing that everybody's gonna have to remember is that the offense, right? Complimentary football, the offense impacts how good the defense is going to be almost just as much as the defense does. If your defense spends 75% on the field, I'm not saying they're going to, but if your defense spends 75% of the game on the field, they're going to get gashed because Absolutely. they're going to get gassed. And I don't care how talented you are. If you can't breathe, you can't defend. Yeah, that, no, that's a great point. I mean, and that's why I'm always a big fan of running the ball, which I know doesn't match with today's NFL, because I think you can give your defense more of a break and more of a chance 
uh, to recover. All right, so that is the Chase Young story. We'll have more uh, reaction to what he does over the next couple of days. Again, not a huge deal, but it is important to note what he said and that he was actually on the field. David, one other quick note right before uh, we go to our first break. Uh, The guy I was most impressed with probably on an individual basis was seventh round pick from Penn State, Shaka Tony. He was all over the place. He went around Sam Cosme on the left side of the defense, right side of the offense. He was flying around from the other side into the backfield, uh, blew up a screen. Um, You know, again, it's just one practice. Uh, It was the first time that I really, 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 really noticed him and his speed and athleticism. But I know that I heard from a birdie that they're, you know, fairly high on him. Uh, So, again, that's probably a name that we should, you know, certainly talk more about over the next couple of weeks and during training camp of the preseason. Yeah, I I read your thoughts on him and I was excited about him. I mean, coming out of Penn State, you know, we talked to uh, to the host of the Locked On Big Ten podcast about him yep. and, and and other players, and there was a lot of potential in there. We've talked, talked uh, we talked about this. Your late round guys, you're looking for guys who do something really, really well, and then you can develop the rest of them well. What does Shaka Tony do? Do he impacts and in and influences the opposing team's passing game? Exactly what you saw today. I think more people are probably be a little concerned about the fact that you said he blew right by Sam Cosby, the team's second round draft pick. Well, you know, know listen, I, I mean, that that's going to happen from time to time, right? I mean, we shouldn't read too much into that. No, but I think people, I think fan bases, the knee jerk reaction is going to come a little bit just yeah. because that's, yeah, but it's part of being a fanatic. You know what I mean? You I have that license being a fan, so that's okay. But like, like you just said, and we need to remind everybody it's one practice. So yeah. Sam Cosby is not a bust yet. No, Sam Cosme is going to get, believe it or not, he's going to yield a sack or two or three or 20 in his NFL career. You know, Um, the the problem is you don't want 20 in his first year. All right. So this is the Locked On Washington football team podcast. Just some opening thoughts uh, and observations from veteran, uh, I should say, from the whole team mandatory mini camp right here on the Locked On Washington football team podcast. We were the only podcast there, I should point out. yeah, that's that's pretty fair. Uh, by the way, we always tell you about our friends at rockauto.com, and here we go again. So I had to go to, as David mentioned, Washington football team park uh, and practice on a Tuesday. But you know what I don't have to do if I need a auto part, if I need a new windshield wiper, uh, if I need some new carpets, if I need a new mirror, whatever I need for my car uh, or whatever you need from your truck, you can get it in one place and you don't have to go anywhere. Rockauto.com. Again, foreign model, uh, domestic old, new, minor, or major part, whatever it might be. You need a new fuel pump? RockAuto.com. You need uh, a new muffler? RockAuto.com. Whatever you need, the point of the matter is don't go anywhere else. Chain stores are going to charge you way more because they've got to make up for their overhead and because you're not their buddy, the mechanic down the street. Why go to a chain store when you can just go to rockauto.com? They're a family business. They're going to take care of you. They're going to treat you fairly and they're going to give you the best and most competitive prices. And when you go to rockauto.com right now to see all the parts available for your car, truck right locked on in there. How did you hear about us, box? So they know we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car or truck will ever need it. Rockauto.com. Today's episode of Lockdown Washington Football Team Podcast also brought to you by BetOnline.ag, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action with baseball in full swing, hockey playoffs ongoing, as well as NBA playoffs before the next puck drop or tip-off. 
Head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device. Check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game. Head to the website, sign up today, and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit using the promo code Locked On. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Segment two here at the Locked On Washington Football Team Podcast. David Harrison and Chris Russell on Twitter at dharrison82 and at russellmania621. Find the show at Locked WFT Pod. And Chris, we're going to move from live analysis and interactions and, and sights and sounds to more rankings. It's the offseason. Everybody loves to rank. And you know, we've got the NFL's top 100 list coming on the horizon. Uh, that list put together by NFL players. And so that's kind of viewed as the ultimate list because it's the guys who do it ranking those who do it. But other writers like to take their shots at it as well. And we've got one today from CBS Sports that we're going to be talking about. Yeah, Pete Prisco is a um, well. Let's let's just put it this way: uh, he can be pretty acerbic on Twitter uh, if you challenge him, if you um, if you ride him, and if you disagree with him uh, sharply. So uh, let's avoid the controversy. But he put together his top 100 list, uh, and there's two Washington football team players uh, on the list. Um, if if I if I asked you which two players, would you have a guess, or do you already know? Uh, I already know, but if okay. you told me that there were only two, I yeah. would have said Chase Young, obviously, mm-hmm. and then I would have gone with Terry McLaurin. Okay, well, Terry McLaurin is not on the list. He made honorable mention, um, but Chase Young, you were right. He is number 40 overall on the top 100, and the second one is Brandon Sheriff coming in at a number 69 ranking. Now, again, Terry McLaurin, uh, listen, 100 players in a large, large, large league. He comes in in the just missed category along with a lot of other players, right? So, I mean, there's, you know, it's basically their their honorable mention. Ali Marpet of the Super Bowl champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers on that list. Uh, Ryan Tannehill on that list. I mean, there's plenty of good players on that list. So no, I guess, insult in... Um, in, in not making the list. But let's just go take a look at Chase Young at number 40 after just one year. It's one spot below DK Metcalf of the Seattle Seahawks and one spot ahead of Bobby Wagner, two spots ahead of Demarcus Lawrence, a couple of spots ahead of Levante David, who we've talked a lot about, obviously, uh, this offseason. And Dak Prescott comes in 10 spots lower at number 50. Now, I presume most of that is for the season-ending injury, but what do you make of Chase Young? I, I, I tend to think this is – people are going to not like me when I say this. I tend to think this might be a little bit high for one year, even though he did make a very good impact in the second half of the year. Yeah, he. I mean, he he did. He absolutely had a really good impact. I think if he had had a better, you know, statistic uh, playoff appearance, that maybe he would have been honestly even a little bit higher. I think he's getting a little bit of credit for projection and for potential. Uh, maybe even a little bit for kind of just his presence and the marketability that he has as a player. I mean, you know, uh, the NFL and, and and honestly, media members, we we love us a marketable person, personality, face. You know, the guy that uh, is always good for a hot take and a hot comment. While we may not always agree with maybe the bravado or the attitude behind it, I mean, we got to admit, Chris, it makes for good headlines, it makes for good talking, it makes for good writing. So uh, I think Chase Young may be getting a little bit of credit there. I think 40 is about a good spot for him. I think some fans mm-hmm. are going to think he should be higher, but I, I like 40 for him. I think he's in the kind of the upper half of 
of really good players. But I can see where you're coming from and saying that maybe he hasn't quite proven enough just yet. And uh, as far as the Terry McLaurin thing is going, I, I think a little bit of, I mean, 17 wide receivers in 2020 went for over a thousand yards, right? So simply saying Terry McLaurin caught for over a thousand or you went for over a thousand yards receiving doesn't put him in the top 100 of all NFL players when you're among 17 guys who did that out of your position. There's got to be more to it than that. So I, I'm not like mad that he's not on the list. Mm-hmm. I probably give him a little bit more credit for the potential and the upside than Pete is, you know, in this list versus what he's doing with Chase Young. Um, but I do like where Chase is. I think Terry McLaurin, I'm confident that next year Terry McLaurin will make this list and potentially the NFL's top 100 list. That's that's a little bit of a harder list to crack. But I don't mind where Chase Young is. I agree that I think it's a little bit too high, but I think that he'll probably, I feel like he's going to support this ranking with his play in the season and with his leadership during this camp and then the training camp uh, upcoming. Uh, good explanation there. All right. And Brandon Sheriff, number 69 uh, on the list. I'm trying to look around and I don't see um, I don't see a guard right in front of him. Uh, I may have missed one here earlier uh, in the ranking. So I apologize. I don't have that exact number right in front of me, but uh, Brandon Sheriff ranked at number 69. He's clearly not. Uh, Quentin Nelson was 26, which is obvious. I mean, Quentin Nelson's way better than Brandon yeah. Sheriff. No, you know, uh, no offense to Sheriff. I mean, it's just the reality. And Zach Martin is number 18 from the Cowboys. There's a bunch of other tackles. So it looks like, from what I can tell, Brandon Sheriff is third on this list, uh, third in terms of guards, 69 overall. What do you make of that one spot uh, below Corey Lindsley, who went from Green Bay to the L.A. Chargers? So Washington will see him in week one at center and one spot ahead of Ronnie Stanley, uh, the left tackle who uh, busted up his ankle after getting a big contract in Baltimore. Yeah, I, I feel like it's a good spot for Brandon as well. You know, uh if, if you told me there were three names that were on this list, Brandon would have been that third one. I think that maybe there's a little bit of a drop because of the fact that Washington hasn't committed to him long-term. So there's a little bit of hesitation there, right? Like what is the team? I mean, you look at Kirk Cousins, like if, if the Washington football team or, you know, the Redskins at the time had given Kirk, you know, uh, a four, a four year extension versus, you know, franchise tagging him uh, for, for some of those years, then his stock from an NFL standpoint and a media standpoint would have gone up. But as it is, the way that he was treated kind of within the franchise helped to kind of degrade that a little bit. I think Brandon Scherf's dealing with the same thing. You talked about it, that when he's on the field, he's he's really great. And that's what Pete writes here. But he's not always on the field. And, and the best ability, right, is availability. So if you're a guy who has some injury history, you're going to drop down the list. So I, I don't have a problem with the 69th overall ranking or the guys that he's ranked uh, behind. Yeah. I mean, the only thing that I, yeah, again, the, the only thing that I would point out that, that Prisco doesn't point out is again, the injury and the durability. And that is, I think that is the number one reason why Brandon Sheriff has not received a contract, you know, worthy of, of, uh, you know, of what he's looking for, quite honestly. Oh, again, yes, the franchise tag messes things up and it does certainly put teams uh, in a bind, but um you know, I, I just I really think the durability is a major uh, problem. All right. Coming up next, after we discussed, uh, obviously, uh, Pete Prisco's top 100, uh, we will get to a couple of listener voicemails. 
Uh, and um, or actually, we just have one listener voicemail, I believe it is. Uh, and either way, we will get you guys aboard on the show. We appreciate uh, you guys uh, taking the time uh, to be a part of the Locked On Washington football team podcast. With David Harrison, I'm Chris Russell. Good to have you with us. Did you know that Built Bar has nine delicious flavors, plus the occasional limited time flavor? When you talk to a Built Bar fan, they're definitely passionate about their faves. If you don't know the Built Bar flavors, well, you're missing out. Coconut, I had my first coconut when uh, Tuesday morning on the way to Washington football team practice. And I had an orange one, which is not on the regular list, but it was really good. Coconut, almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie. That's David's favorite. Peanut butter brownie. That's mine. Double chocolate, salted caramel. There's something for everyone. Know what your favorite flavor is? Well, it's okay. If you don't, uh, you could uh, try a mix box and you'll get two of each of the nine flavors that we just mentioned. Uh, plus, you get the Built Bar flavors. They're the best tasting, soft, easy to chew, 100% covered in chocolate. All of them are high in protein, low in calories, you know, generally ranging 130 to 160 calories, low in grams of sugar, very low in net carbs, uh, a great breakfast, great post-workout uh, bar or a meal replacement. You know the deal. They are great for you. So here's what we want you to do. Uh, go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your first order. Use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, back here on the Locked On Washington football team podcast, along with David Harrison. I'm Chris Russell. Make sure you follow the pod at LockWFTPod at LockWFTPod. You can occasionally catch us on WUSA9 and WUSA9.com, uh, part of the Tegna family, which we are a part of. Follow David, David at DHarrison82. Me at WrestleMania621 uh, is how you can get a hold of us. Meanwhile, you can also get a hold of us on the voicemail line. That's right. We've been working this in over the last couple of weeks and you guys have been awesome 301-615-3577 that's 301-615-3577 and david we have one of our another listeners with a voicemail message and a question it's david Kenny out here hey first off i'm really glad to hear that the this uh voicemail thing is really kicking off I've been listening to the other fans call in. I'm loving it. First off, the coach rating. I, I, when I first heard it and then I went on there checking it out, I, my first thought was that that's just disrespectful. I'm looking at this list. I could see Ron at the very least top 10. What he came over and did and culture and everything, you know, at least top 10. 17 is way too low. Uh, the Randy Mueller uh, interview. 
I didn't really agree with on part one what he was saying that we gave up too early on Christian and Moses. Don't get me wrong, I like Moses. I know Randy was saying, oh, they should hold on to him and, you know, hope that he doesn't get injured and hope he plays a little better and this and that. And I'm listening to him talk and I'm like, isn't that the definition of insanity? You, you want to do that same thing, hoping for a different outcome. So that was my take. If I'm wrong on that, if I read that wrong, please let me know. And uh, my last thing was, it seems like the NFL wants the Dallas Cowboys to just be great. Everybody is predicting Dallas to win. Dallas to win. It seems like no matter what, everybody wants Dallas to win the division. Why is that? Why does it seem like the NFL is so stuck on having Dallas win this division? Let let me know. Y'all have that insight, too. Let me know. Be blessed. Be safe. And I look forward to hearing y'all answers. Thank you. Uh, Caveat, thank you, as always, for being great to us and for uh, being a part of the show. And again, you guys can be as well. We'll give you another reminder of the voicemail line uh, that we have set up here for the Locked On Washington football team podcast. David came up with it. It's been a great addition, I think, to the show. I'm really enjoying hearing from you guys, and I hope you guys are enjoying being a part of that as well. Um, As far as, you know, I'll take Ron's ranking and and maybe, David, you take the other part. Uh, As far as Ron's ranking, you know, in, in terms terms of the top coaches uh, that we did last week. Uh, again, I, I, I think you can make an argument. Certainly he should have been higher than what was he 17, right? I don't know if you're going to put him in the top 10, because if I remember correctly, like Bruce Arians was number nine and somebody else really good was number 10. I mean, it's okay. If Ron Rivera is, you know, in the 12, 13, 14 range, I disagreed with like Mike Zimmer being as high as he did. I don't think there's, you know, I don't think Mike Zimmer is that much better of a head coach than Ron Rivera, so on and so forth. Um, again, we talked about Brian Flores uh, and all of that. Look, everybody can make the rankings however they want to. Um, I don't think Ron cares one bit. I, I mean, we haven't asked him about that. I don't think we're going to ask him about that. I'm sure he like kind of scoffs at something like that. He knows this. If he wins a Super Bowl, if he makes it to a Super Bowl or at least a conference championship game, uh, you can bet your bottom dollar, you know what, that he will be a lot higher in that ranking <laughs> next year, just like Bruce Arians was, David. Yeah, absolutely. No, 100%. I agree with everything you just said there. But I think the good the good thing is that all three of us uh, agree that he should have been ranked higher. Now, how high might be a little bit different, but we all agree that he should have been ranked higher. So we're looking forward uh, to him earning that higher ranking for next season's list. Uh, and then as far as giving up on Moses too early, I mean, you, you cite the definition of insanity there, and I like that. But I also like another kind of cliche saying that I've heard you know throughout my life, which is when people show you who they are, believe them. And if, you know, if, if both of these offensive linemen, specifically really anybody that the team has moved on from has shown the team, the coaching staff, that they're just not part of what they're trying to build here with this franchise and with this roster, believe them and give them the opportunity to show another team that they are what that team needs. So, yeah, so I, I, I don't, while I saw where Randy was coming from, and I said that during the interview, I definitely thought he made some good points and he did. I still don't agree. I still think that the team did the right thing by moving forward as early as they did, if, if they truly believe that those two players specifically are not a part of their future. As far as the question is concerned, this is an interesting thing. And, and Chris, I want to leave enough time for you to chime in a little bit because you've been covering this team obviously a lot longer than I have. So mm-hmm. from an outside the NFC East 
standpoint, it, it does feel like the NFL, not just this year, but, you know, and really throughout my NFL watching years uh, has, has really been insistent on the Dallas Cowboys being a focal point of the league from a broadcast standpoint. And, you know, obviously they want them doing well. And I think the reason is ratings. Texas yeah. is huge. The Dallas Cowboys fan base is huge. Um, you know, they're America's team, whether you agree with that or not, that's the nickname they got. They, you know, I don't know. I almost said they earned it. I don't know if they earned it, but they got it. Um, and it's kind of stuck with them. The star is, you know, is, is, is symbolic of, of NFL football. And, you know, if you go to foreign countries and you ask people, you know, about NFL, you know, uh, facts and, and teams and everything, they're going to eventually mention the Dallas Cowboys and actually having lived overseas, uh, I, I remember a thing was always funny because you would meet someone in one of these countries and say, oh, do you ever want to go to America? And they would say, yeah, yeah, we want to go to America. You say, okay, where do you want to go? And it was one of four places always. It was Florida, California, New York, and Texas. Why Texas? The Dallas Cowboys. It's a noticeable brand for sure. And I think you are absolutely dead on. I mean, when you think about it, the Dallas Cowboys – but they, I mean, they've won the division. They've won a playoff game or two. They haven't made it to a conference championship game, I think it is, in like 26 or 27 years or whatever the number is. It's like right around that. I know the Washington football team has been longer, so I'm not saying that Dallas isn't better than Washington over the last quarter century, but they're not that much better, right? And they're, you know, for all the po uh, pomp and circumstance, for all the hype, for all of the the platform and pedestals that they're put on, boy, do they sure leave a disappointing taste in your mouth. But I would say this, listen, David, as you mentioned, I've been around the NFL covering it and largely with this team for a long time on a national level before that, you know, where I was supposed to care about every team and so on and so forth. I mean, the bottom line is, is just like the Red Sox and the Yankees get put on Sunday night baseball and Fox Saturday night baseball a lot. Um, they're, they're going to be put, like that because they bring in ratings, they bring in numbers, they bring in people. And so do the Dallas Cowboys, regardless of how good, bad, overrated, how annoying, whatever that they are. All right. That is going to do it for this episode of the Locked On Washington football team podcast. Uh, as we always remind you, get more of the sports news you need in less time with the Locked On Today podcast. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. As we mentioned, the voicemail hotline 301-615-3577 301-615-3577 keep them coming or you can email locked wft pod at gmail.com uh, i'm going to be out for the next one or two episodes uh here on a little uh, family vacation so david will be steering the ship and taking you home into the dead of summer. And then we'll be back together for more shows. So I appreciate David uh, helping out with that. And I appreciate you guys listening. Uh, for David Harrison, this is Chris Russell. And this is the Locked On Washington Football Team Podcast. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? 
Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL Draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day.